Welcome to JK Games, the gaming podcast where we bring you the gaming news we care about. And maybe some that we don't. And whether you play on easy mode. Or you like a good challenge. This is a show where we will try to level up your gaming knowledge. Can I ask an early question? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How often do you talk about stuff you don't care about on here? So. Sometimes. Pretty frequently. You never. Here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, there's like negative news or like news that's like, uh, we don't want to talk about this. Like some of the news we have today is kind of negative, but. Um, some Ooh, like I think games we may be like slightly that we don't disagree really care about. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay, and ladies not. and gentlemen, that voice that you just heard is not a new member of our show. It's a special guest, okay? Didn't want everyone to worry, like, who's that guy? Don't worry. Talking. We're still just two lady podcasters, okay? We're not integrating the other gender into our podcast. Yeah, that's pretty right. effeminate, though. Like, I always feel like... <laughs> So I've actually. By the way, this is Oliver. Oliver. Did we say yeah. that? Hi. Yes. Sorry. This is Oliver, our special guest. I'll stop interrupting. You keep talking. <laughs> no, we, we prefaced this beforehand. We are a rambling bunch on this podcast. It does not matter. We like to have it authentic here. But if you are new, my name is Kayla, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jerrica, your other host, and we're here to talk to you about video games, like we do each and every week. Yes, we've only ever missed like. Maybe one or two weeks, which I'm really proud of. But yeah, <laughs> we're pretty dedicated. We're dedicated ladies. Oliver, how do you feel about being around dedicated ladies? Um, depends on what you're dedicated on. If you're dedicated on hurting people by like throwing <laughs> big rocks at them, not a huge fan. If it's just like, <laughs> we want to talk about video games, that's fine. Okay, that's, that's good. Uh, well, good to know. hear. You're in um, for a treat yeah. this episode. Well, we, uh, we brought Oliver on because he is our friend. Um, and we, in case there was any question about that in real life, he's our friend. This is not some stranger. We picked up off the street and gave him a mic. We're like, Hey, you man with the nice beard, come be on our show. It's a little quarantine right now, but I appreciate the beard comment. Yeah. Probably don't pick somebody up right now. Um, but anyways, he is coming on to uh, actually bring a main topic that he had for us, which we thought was going to be really interesting storytelling in games, which is going to be our expert move. If you're here, so sorry to interrupt. If you're hearing that, Otto's got the zoomies, my dog. Yeah. Do you know what's sad? I actually thought Hunter's been on this podcast before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was him. I, I, before I thought it was a dog, I was like, that must be Kayla's husband. So yeah. that's, I guess, says a lot about how I feel about him. I was like, what is Hunter doing? <laughs> He's running around on all it's fours. It's weird. It sounds like I'm like a longtime family friend who's like, oh, Kayla's husband. It's like, I've only known you guys for like, I guess it's almost been a year. It's been like 10 months. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But it have been last I November, mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a year. Wow. How time flies. Um, but if you are new to our show, um, I'm going to go ahead and give you our loadout, which is where we just talked about what the episode is going to look like, what we're going to talk about today. Um, so the way that we kind of lay out our episodes, if you are new again, uh, is our easy mode is where we just talk about what we've been playing this week, what we've been doing. We'll talk about what Oliver's been playing since he's new. You get a little taste into what he plays on a daily basis. Um, and then we move into our normal mode, which is just our news. We have a few topics to talk about today. Not too much, um, but some big topics. Hot off the press to talk about. Um, so hot, it's going to burn your finger. 
Yeah. So we're going to talk with that being said, we're going to talk about, um, the, you got a taste of this last week in me and Jerrica's live reaction to the PlayStation five pre-orders, which was, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, Oliver, but like it was live as we were recording. It was the day that the pre-orders That's hilarious. quote released. So we were like actively on like Twitter and like Super distracted, but in the best way. <laughs> um, so we're Very talk dedicated more, to the show. Right. We're going to talk yes. more about that today. I mean, that was a plan. We had no idea. Like it was wild. No one did. Um, <laughs> sort of the sort of the issue. Wow. Um, but also, I don't know if this is technically, we'll talk about this in news or if we'll talk about this in easy mode, but Jerrica got a very special opportunity the other day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, we're going to talk about. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Wait, stay mm-hmm. tuned to listen to that. Um, and then we'll also talk about hot off the press today announced, right? Yeah, this that morning. Yep. Xbox and Microsoft have acquired Bethesda. What the heck? I'm sure Oliver seems like he has a lot of thoughts on that. So we'll talk about like that. Like two. I have sure like two thoughts. Two. <laughs> two, two thoughts. Yeah, it's not super complicated. <laughs> and then our main topic or our expert mode is going to be storytelling in games, which I'm excited about. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up what our episode's going to look like. Um, and yeah, and if you don't want to hear about storytelling in games, blame Oliver because that's yeah. what he wanted to talk about. God. Oliver. Well, technically, he ran it by us, and then we <laughs> approved it. But I'm still going to blame it on Oliver. <laughs> I'm sure. I kind of want to just be silent as long as possible while you insult me and just see how <laughs> if you guys would just keep going, what would happen? It, it's all out of love. <laughs> I mean, it is like, it is a very art because it's like it's a video it game podcast. Not. So it should be like, what's your highest score at Galaga? Or like, you know, some gamer hashtag no. topic. But this is such like an artsy fartsy like. Well, I think uh, Mario's character arc in Odyssey was really interesting because it really added some interesting dynamics to the mythos of the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh my god, <clears throat> that's really funny. Well, you sold me there. I'm I'm in. You sold me. I mean, I like I, Paper I mean, Mario, so that's that's good story driven Mario love content. Paper Mario. <laughs> um, but just to wrap up our loadout, um, if you want, go follow us on JK on Inst- on JK Games <laughs> on Instagram and yes. Twitter at jk games podcast hello actually we have a new social media called jk games it's the whole platform join us <laughs> one day Kayla, uh, we're gonna take over i don't everything. know uh yeah follow us on instagram twitter jk games podcast um you can interact with us on there and then go follow us on twitch at jk games cast where jerk has been working on some cool stuff for our twitch for when we go live should be making some yes. cute stuff um, and always, of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about Oliver on this episode, mm-hmm. email us at jkgamespodcast at gmail.com. And of course, do not forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I will say yes. the last time, so I've been on one other podcast. It was my exes. So it wasn't like, oh, I was on, a, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's actually a, whatever. It's, we don't have to get into that. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to be a topic about conspiracy theories, and I started talking about Ooh. the Armenian genocide. So what? there is a good chance there will be some complaints. I will do my best no. to not talk about any genocides. I mean, not gonna lie, it's gonna be exciting if we actually get any. We don't. We rarely get emails. So like, if it's because you know they have some concerns about you, that's fine. So I should say some genocide. controversial stuff. Is what I'm. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh no! Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, what's what's the like? All right, just go to the next step. What's the next thing, Kayla? <laughs> I like waffles that, more than pancakes. I don't know. Oh, good God! Ooh, I don't we think I, I like waffles more than pancakes too. 
It's not. It's not a real. That's the type of controversy where it's like someone that doesn't have a real personality will go on Facebook and be like, "I'm just going to say something crazy." I like what, <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh, you're boring." Shut up, uh, parent! Oh my god. That's the same person that's just like parenting is like the hardest job in the world, and you know those people that like gatekeep, where it's like you don't know what it's like to be tired unless you have yeah. a kid. That's the same person that would make that joke. And you're just like, oh, you're boring. And I don't want to have a real conversation with you. That might be your controversial take of the episode. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. None of us know what that's like. So I I don't know Um, why you're friends with me. Continue. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, that pretty much wraps up our loadout. If we want to go into our easy mode and just talk about what we've been playing this week. We want to let Oliver go first since he's our guest. Yeah, Oliver, what you been playing? Well, I have an unexpected game that I've been playing because I am not a a roguelike, roguelite fan. I never remember which one you're supposed to say. But uh, Hades came out on the Switch last weekend, and holy crap, it is so good. Actually, kind of related to the topic, it has like a really good story, which I think is what's missing from a lot of roguelite stuff for me is like, oh, let me just try the same thing again, and it gets really boring. But this, it's like... Character interactions carry over in between runs. There's like an in-universe reason why you're doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, it's just so, so good. Um, good. And then I've also... I know I saw some... Oh, go ahead. Oh, didn't mean to interrupt. That's but, fine. Um, I know I, I actually... Um, because you had texted that to us like at our group chat, um, looked up some screenshots. And that is one thing that you don't see a lot in those types of games is like story um what was the last game i played that's similar like i think it's moonlighter um also on the switch and it has a little bit of a story but i could tell from the screenshots from hades like i love how all the characters looks and like the the text and there's like a narrator that like talks back and forth with your character so i thought that was really cool so i definitely uh i want to check it out myself it's on the to check out list (laughs) well it also like it does something that normally really annoys me where it's like the characters sort of have modern personalities. It's like, you know, they're all like yeah. Greek gods and stuff, but they'll be like, like one of the main dudes you talk to is the skeleton. And I, I guess it's like a New York accent, but he's just like, yo, what you doing, boy? Oh, I'm going to help you out. And like, that normally drives <laughs> me so crazy, but it's really well written. So I don't know. It's, it's a very charming, really good game. Um, other than that, I've been playing the not very good ports, uh, the Mario 3D All-Stars, which like, it's three amazing games, but it's like the most lazy collection of games ever. Oh, um, man. Mine's coming in soon. So that I need to pre-order mine me. or buy mine too. So. Well, no, it's still like they're still amazing. And like, I guess to further drive that point, it's like um, I have like a five-year-old niece who's recently like discovering video games and started playing Animal mm-hmm. Crossing. And very randomly, she was just like, I want to play something else. So I was like, oh, I can't mess this up. So I was like, I kind of wanted to test out like Mario 64 because I was, that's how I learned how to like move in 3D. So I thought that might be good for her. And it was like super interesting to watch because you kind of see how well designed that game is. Cause like the first part of that game, it's like, you know, you get in front of Peach's castle and there's just this courtyard to play in where there's no enemies. You can't get hurt. There's not even music that would like get annoying if you were there too long. It's literally just run around, have as much fun as you want. And that's all she did. She was running. She thought it was hilarious if she'd run into a wall. But like, Aww. she didn't realize she was learning how to play. But like, I was watching her get slowly better and better at it. And it was just like, oh, game design. Cool. This is great. Oh, <laughs> um, well, that's really sweet. 
Well, and then I like yelled at her every time she messed up because it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it, not good. true if you don't do that. Yeah, she's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed because I know I'd seen like some like not so good reviews of the 3D All-Stars, which I am was super hyped about. I haven't actually gotten yet. I was gone over the weekend, so I didn't get to pick it up yet. But I probably still will pick it up just for nostalgic reasons. Well, it's it's the, the reason there's two things. There is one thing that's actively bad about it, which for some reason Nintendo does this a lot, which is you can't invert the camera. Mm, super, yeah. super annoying. But other than that, I think a lot of the like bad reviews and stuff has just been, I mean, there are three amazing games, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really feel like a celebration. It's just like, oh, here are the games. Whereas like the All-Stars game they did for the 2D ones, it was like, the graphics are all different. It's like presented in this collection. All the music's redone. So I don't know. There could have just been a little more done for. That's sad. Because I mean, I think Nintendo is literally like the richest company in Japan, or some <laughs> something that sounds wrong. I, I can't remember what it is. They have a lot of money, so it's like yeah. they can definitely they give you an invert better. option. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been playing, guys? Jerry, do you want to go next? I can. Um, I recently wrapped up uh, the Telltale um, Walking Dead series. There's uh, from our last episode. I just wrapped up, I believe, on season three, and I finished out Clementine's story. Um, I mentioned this on the last episode, Oliver. I don't know why. I just keep going back to really depressing zombie games. Um, got the platinum in The Last of Us. Went straight to The Walking Dead. Um, and it, I loved it. It was such a great, I, I love the telltale games, uh, skybound. Um, I was interested with this last season, how it was going to wrap up. If it was, if it was going to be good storytelling, you know, did they give Clementine justice and like, or, you know, was it going to fall flat? Because I have to, I still forgot to like, look up like when telltale exactly had all the layoffs and like dispersed and just quit existing. Um, but the ga- I couldn't tell. The game was great to me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, no spoilers, but um, Clementine gets an opportunity to, you know, talk to a lady, <laughs> and it could be feelings. And I was like, oh yes, Sold. that's yes. that's your jam for sure. I'm just like, oh my god, that I customization know. was coming. Yep, yep, that and character customization for sure. Um, so I wrapped that up and I loved it. I wish there was more. I wish there was more to their story. Um, Sad. Then I started Control. Finally, <gasps> yay! Remember that's what I was gonna. That's what I was supposed to start playing right right after The Last of Us, but uh, got distracted. Needed more zombies. But now I'm back on Control, and I just realized like I should have start. I should have played this game from the get go and never put it down. It's so much fun. Oh, good. like the way that you like upgrade your abilities, like fighting enemies there's like different events that happen like during the game that give you like um, more currency to like upgrade your weapons and skills so like it's super addicting um but i love the game the gunplay like it feels really good and um there's like this power she has where she can like use the force essentially essentially and like toss stuff and it's so satisfying it's really good um the the story's wild it's real out there i don't know what's happening still have a gist but like it's really uh this twin peaky so i hear i've never watched twin peaks but like everyone keeps saying like if you like twin peaks you're which blows my mind because i genuinely can't <laughs> think of something that you would be more into than twin peaks 
I know. Like I, I, I'm told that all the time. So like, I've never watched it. And I say that without there being any super strong lesbian focus. It's just vibe wise. <laughs> it's just so Jerrica. <laughs> One day I will get to that as well. Maybe after I play Control, then I'll just watch a TV series. Why don't we all just get together and watch it? Oh wait, there's a pandemic. Can't do anything <laughs> fun. Never mind. Sad. Sorry, I just dated this podcast. Now they'll know <laughs> That's when we okay. recorded it. And it's funny to go back Kayla? and listen to... Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go right after this. But I wanted to mention yeah. it's funny yeah, to sorry. go back and listen to one of our episodes at the very beginning of this pandemic. I listened to, uh, listened to recently where we like recommended games to play during quarantine when we thought it was only going to be like a few weeks. So that's oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's still, it's aged well. So if you want to go back and listen to that, it still applies. Um, <laughs> but I, um, so I made the unfortunate mistake of I went on a road trip this weekend and forgot to take my Switch. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Oh, I just no. read, a, I read a lot, but also, Gross. It <laughs> I, like, I really like to read. Um, but so I went camping, which was really nice in the woods away from everyone. So. Uh, I should have brought my Switch because it would have been a great opportunity to finish up. Uh, I'm playing uh, Paper Mario Origami King, Oliver. Yeah. Uh, didn't you? Fi- <laughs> did you finish that? Did you finish no, her? so I got halfway through it, and I actually like it way more than I thought I was going to. Um, I wasn't really sure about the battle system, um, but it kind of grew on me. And That was my thought, too. Yeah, but like ha- I got halfway through, and I stopped just because just i'm busy in real life but i'm like very excited to get back to it yeah i i don't know where i am in reference to like how close to done i am i don't think i'm close but that's what i've currently been playing and then i also want to pick up like i said the three all-stars um but i forgot it at home so i actually re-downloaded um mini motorways uh which if you've listened to this podcast i've talked about it before it's so addicting and like just satisfying to play it's on apple arcade um, so I redownload that and play I that. I think Kayla all the time for introducing yeah. me to that game. I played that more than Animal Crossing when it first came out. Yeah. I actually, was just like, oh my god, I have I have to put my phone down so I can play. <laughs> have Animal you ever Crossing. played Oliver? No, I was gonna say like I have never mm-hmm. actually tried that. Do you know what well, it you is? Should. Kinda. I don't know the best way to explain it. Do you, Jericho? It's like. The- it's the perfect game to play when you're in the middle of anything. Like if yeah. you have to wait somewhere. Or, like, maybe you just got done eating your lunch and you need your food to settle. I yeah. do that often because if I just run or move around after I eat, I'm just going to poop or throw up. So, like, <laughs> I'll just sit on the couch and play mini motorways before I do anything else. See, I'm or weird. You're getting your car serviced. Great time to play mini motorways. I would maybe do it then, but, like, I'm actually really bad about – not bad, but I don't – I don't like playing stuff, like, while I'm multitasking, I think, because I'm bad at multitasking anyway. But like, yeah, even even if I was just like waiting, like I have to go uh, get my driver's license soon. And like, I probably won't bring my switch. Like, I don't want to play that like in the DMV. Hmm. Like, I want to be like in a dark room alone away from everyone. You know, interesting. I am that way, (laughs) except when a game's like on my phone, then I will. Uh, But I don't want to just like have my switch like in an office like that. But I will definitely play a game on my phone. Um, and See, I also I like to do I, it when I'm trying to go to bed, too. I don't think I have a single game on my phone. <laughs> That's, like, I'm the only one think. I have. I'm not, like, a big gamer on my phone. Like, I usually am just like, eh. 
But Mini Motorways has been one of those games that I have had to like force myself to put down my phone. Yeah. So it's deadly. It's addictive. too. It's real addicting. It's just fun. It's problem yeah. solving, and you're trying to get the. I like to describe it as like. You're like all these cars, like Uber cars or Lyft cars, or like oh, picking up the drunk people I from the do mall. You know what this is? Yeah, that's yes. my story. I had to create my own story for this world. Fun. So I think you've drunk. maybe said that before because yeah. you're saying that if that's not <laughs> the in-universe explanation, we've definitely talked about it before because that just yes. gave me like the graphics. I remember the trailer I saw for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but other than that, I. Uh, you know, that's what I was doing because I was gone over the weekend, but I've also um, been trying to continue my journey through Death Stranding. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't even know where I'm at. I just know that, like, I, I am really enjoying it, but I also just want to continue to get... I'm mainly invested in the story, less less the gameplay, which is... I, I like, but it's not my favorite, but I do love the story okay. and the... Gra- it's it's a beautiful everyone. game, but uh, I the gameplay is very fluid and, like, it's it's good. I just don't know if it's like for me necessarily, but I love the story of it, and it's it, I'm very captivated in that. I put it, it. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, Oliver, but I picked it up, you know, when it came out, and I just like it went on my backlog of Doom, and like just didn't come back for a while, and I started back up like a few weeks ago. Well, like I am not a big Death Stranding fan, but I do like that it's a game that's right, hard to explain yeah i'm gonna leave um, i have a very complicated kojima relationship but he actually will come up in the storytelling section oh yeah okay good. of he, he's, <laughs> we can talk about he, it more than yeah well we'll get there but um yeah i like that death strand is the type of game where it's hard to explain the gameplay that's always exciting yeah. to me when someone's like i don't know how to explain it i'm like well then don't i actually kind of just want to go play it. yeah like that's cool that's a great example of what it's like um, and then my uh, go-to in-between game, of course, is Apex Legends, which I always pick up just like randomly at night. I love playing that. It's my go-to. For some reason, that always surprises Oliver that I enjoy it so much. But Well, I just don't. I, do. I thought girls just played like Animal Crossing and stuff. So it, when oh, you're yeah. like, I'm playing Candy a shooter. Crush. That's Sims. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> do you just play with other girls? Is it like a women's golf thing where it's like easier? Yes. No. Yeah. Huh. Jerica's really good at it. She needs to play more with me. I know, like I got when I get when I start playing it, I can't stop. Yeah, it's like very when I get addictive. back, and then as soon as I take a break, though, it's like it's like my brain can't go back to it. Let me rephrase. It's hard to explain. It's I, like it's I, I got really in. I got really into it last time we played. Though. It's addictive. I, like I probably like well. it. Like Have from what little it? I played, it seems cool. I played it for like two seconds, and like I sort of have been itching to play shooters again more recently because uh, Doom Eternal that came out this year is like one of my mm-hmm. top five games of all time. Like I was just blown wow. away by that game. Um, but like I haven't found something that's like that intense because that's like one of the few games where it's like I'll be by myself. I wish I had recorded this. Like I'd finish an encounter and then with no one else around just go like, Jesus. <laughs> it's just so like, oh my God, that game just... <laughs> I, I, I don't consider myself very masculine. Like, I think my dad described it best. I don't know why I asked him this. I once asked him, like, would you consider me, like, manly? And there was this pause, and he said, no, but you're not, like, feminine. So I'm just this nice... There you I, go. I go on a lot of dates with uh, bisexual women. It just happens. I, maybe that's it. They sense that gray area energy that I have. No, that's the best of both worlds. They can smell it. But when I play Doom, I'm all man. Because I'm just like... Oh, I want to go tear someone in half and drink their blood. 
I do that, and what I am a men woman. Do, if you didn't know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, so, if anybody else, if nobody else has anything, we can just go ahead and jump into the two news topics we have today. Um, Normal mode. Jerrica, do you, you want to talk about your thing at the beginning? Is that or the that's jingle? <laughs> yeah. No, I do like a random yeah. thing every episode. It, I, it's not a reoccurring sound effect. New, new news. 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 New, new news time. But yes, Kayla. Um, also, Kayla is like the backbone of this podcast. Like without Aww. her, I would never, even in my notes, the thing is here to talk about it. And then Kayla just is always right where she needs to plug the information. <laughs> um, and I already forgot about it, but I had a really cool opportunity. Um, thanks to our friend Josh. He was on a few episodes ago talking about Mario things. Um, he recommended, I guess, because he's he's always on Twitter. I don't know if that's true. I feel like he, he always has the scoops before I do. And I'm on Twitter a lot. He has very intense um, alerts like... Which I appreciate. I yeah. love that. Um, and thankfully, he had a tweet notification from Jeff Keeley saying, hey, please email me if you're interested in being on the Zoom call with like 100 people. I don't know how this is going to go. It could be a mess, but he wants to experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I emailed <laughs> Josh was like, hey, email. You should email him. See what you th- see what happens. And like in the email, you had to talk about like uh, what the game awards mean to you if you don't know who jeff Keeley is he's been in the game biz forever um pretty much the face he is the face of the game awards um mm-hmm. best friends with kojima mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. cool i like to mm-hmm. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I like to look at pictures of them hanging out i'm like man i wish i could be a par- part of that bromance I hope you told him that and he got freaked man, out and immediately kicked you I out i wanted to so bad but i re- i had a lot of restraint so <clears throat> um just one person removed from kojima you know, I'm getting there, you guys. Anywho, um, I, you could probably tell, like, I got selected. Um, pretty much I told a story about, you know, it's not about, I mean, it's about the games and it's about the, you know, celebration of games and awards. But, you know, what really matters, and, and this is true, I may just sound like I'm mocking myself, but what's really true is, like, I'm going to miss having you guys over to watch it. And that's what I emailed him. Just like, you know, I usually have a gathering of people over. We watch together and it's always this big event. And my girlfriend like bakes like video game snacks. She bakes uh, incredible video game snacks. If you haven't (laughs) shared that uh, Death Stranding thing online, you should do that. I think we have. Oh, Kojima saw that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. So you're not you're the person that's removed. You're the uh, whatever. It's fine. Maybe I am like directly connected. That's it. I totally forgot about that. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't because so, I'm like, a better you know... friend than Kayla. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sad. the new host. Good. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I just I I shot him an email and of course uh, that story won won him over. He requested my attendance <laughs> oh. in this 100 person Zoom call um, that I got to be a part of, and we just. Um, I don't know what we can or can't talk about. He didn't say anything about not talking about it, but he's just looking for feedback on how to make the game awards um, better and what better. uh, And I guess because this year it's going to be virtual, obviously with the pandemic. Um, So just trying to get feedback from people and he hasn't been around a lot of people to get inspiration. I guess we can all sort of relate, even though we're not planning like a big game awards, but like, if you were and you aren't able to surround yourself with people at conventions, et cetera, 
because that's where he gets a lot of his ideas when he goes to conventions and gets to talk to people like us, the audience. Um, so that's why he did it. So he can um, get reconnected for, for with people that are going to be watching the show. That's awesome. So, it and was you got cool. to be on it. Did you talk about yeah, it? Yeah. I, I remember like I raised my hand. We all like raised our hands. And I was like, man, out of all these people, is he going to see my little arm? My little and hand. It wasn't, I don't think it was because of my little hand. Um, I was actually faced the other way where my nano leaves were behind me. And I think uh, that caught his eye. So It's the um, nano leaves. For, <laughs> the nano leaves uh, caught his eye. But he's like, Jerrica, where are you from? And I was like, Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Not Did you really. really put on a southern accent? <laughs> no, I should have. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm just so and I just excited. want you to tell. I just want I'm you to tell Kojima I love him. My stars, oh my stars! <laughs> that Death Stranding no. game, it is crazy. You're going on bridges and holding <laughs> babies, ropes. Shit's wild. You're pissing Man, if everywhere. I had, if I wish I could have, um, <laughs> that's really what I wanted to do. But I brought up a good topic, and we had some back and forth. And I'm hoping. Um, well, anyways, he's gonna have his back. And I get to bring up a, a guest next time. So <gasps> super excited. Pick me. And we're all uh, fighting Audrey. for that. I would that, pick you, Kayla, because you are my co-host. But Oliver brought up a great point. Josh sent me the request. So he's <gasps> yeah, in the pocket. That's but true. But I think even the next time, he wants to keep growing it. So if I get another one, you're next. And then I can. So if both know. Kayla and Josh were to die, in quotes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would be the next in succession yes, understood absolutely okay. interesting sure. yeah i also just realized i've been unzipping and zipping my pants Ew. probably on the mic not no sorry that's that, not, like, not the front part like i'm wearing track <laughs> pants and it's the pockets wow i'm not <laughs> taking my pants off and putting them back on repeatedly the <laughs> whatever you know we're all if it was a video podcast care. maybe but you know it's not yeah, we said we were going to get to the, the news a while back, yes. so I'm sorry I derailed that conversation. No, I mean, so. I didn't know whether or not we would consider that news or what, but it's really I guess it is cool news, yeah. That you got news. to do news. that. We're so. calling ourselves the Keeley Crew. <laughs> it was cool until you got to that part, but um, <laughs> that's still, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy that it was just a hundred people. That's my dog, he's digging in his chair, hold on. <laughs> Auto, please stop. Hey. It's part Thanks. of the charm. Yeah, he's... No. I love we him. We can continue. He's such a good boy. Yeah. Even when he gets once, but he seems good. Uh, so I, our first bit of news in our normal mode um, is the drama with the play, PlayStation pre-orders that we mentioned. So Yeah, it's all, there's obviously um, some issues. Um, I think in the last episode we touched on this, Kayla. Um, just the fact that we had no idea when the pre-orders were coming. And yeah. speaking of Jeff Keighley, like he knew before PlayStation what was going on. He's like, tomorrow, right? Question mark. And PlayStation's like, tomorrow, the next day. Little did we know, within hours, the pre-orders would go live. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? I. It was poorly executed, in my opinion. Very poorly executed. Well, also in Sony's opinion, I mean, they already had a tweet that was like, Hey, yeah. we screwed up. Yeah, I mean, it's just—I don't know. Yeah, they definitely acknowledged, like, "Hey, we—they uh, acknowledged the problem that it wasn't the right." I have the experience. I have the tweet. If you want me to read it, um, yeah. They this is from PlayStation's Twitter. Um, they said, <laughs> "They said, let's be honest. Uh, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother." 
Uh, we truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will show more, share more details. And more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. So, I mean, I feel like that was good. I mean, they owned up to it. Um, I just think it was so interesting how, like, it seemed almost like it started... I'm not trying to, like, throw shade, but it seemed like it started with uh, GameStop. And that they... Because that's where Jerrica was lucky enough to get hers. And it seemed like... In Walmart, yeah. Walmart and GameStop yeah. was, like, the first retailers yeah. to, like, say... Or people to notice, like, hey, you can pre-order them now here. Yeah. So well, very, the, the reason I think it might good. be more on Sony's end was just like there were so many just miscommunications about stuff or just not communicating at all. Like I only yeah. found out two days ago that Miles uh, the Spider-Man game is on PS4 and like same thing with Horizon. And then it was yeah. like, hey, Final Fantasy and uh, you know Demon Souls are coming to PC. Oh, wait, no, they're not. But maybe they are like there's so much that's just like <laughs> up in the air. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. It um, does unfortunately question, do you really need a PlayStation 5? Like, I'm a g- fangirl, so I'm all in on day one. I already got my pre-order in. Um, got Kayla's pre-order in. Yes, thank you so much, Jericho. You're the best. <laughs> yes. So, like, we're all in on day one. But, like, I can see from, you know, a broader um, consumer base that... It why seems, would you get one now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, I'm I'm not like Final Fantasy 16. I'm super excited for um, I'll probably yeah. get one when that comes out. But uh, yeah, I know system watches are weird because like my biggest critique with this one is like Demon Souls is kind of their big game. And I mean, it's an insane remake, mm-hmm. but it's a remake and it's a game I've played before. That being said. You know, I was pumped when a Switch came out and I had a Wii U and Breath of the Wild was on both of those. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I think people overanalyze it. It's like, if you're excited, you're excited. If you're not, you're not. Like, you don't have to go make some like three paragraph forum posts being like, why the Sony launch? Blah, blah. It's just like, do you want to get it? Okay, cool. Get it. You don't, then don't. That's a good way to Usually, we, we, we talked about this in a previous episode too. Sometimes it takes like, a couple of years before you start noticing like real next gen advancements yeah. like it takes a, like we're just now getting the end of this um life cycle for the PlayStation 4 and like games look so different yeah. from when they were obviously when they first rolled out the PlayStation 4 so it takes a little bit but um yeah like I like what you said Oliver if you that want it really get well it said, yeah, yeah I'm really smart I don't know if that's come across you're, on this but I'm like a super you're smart a genius. guy yeah yeah. yeah, I think that was good with, that they made a statement and, like, that it seems like for, they're going to be, like, giving people more opportunities to get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. For sure. And Jerrica helped me and got mine, so that's all I'm worried about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got that majestic PlayStation email, like, hey, you've been personally selected for your pre-order. La-ti-da. So. Yep, I did not get it, it sadly enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's pretty much Do you guys have anything else to add about that or do you want to move on? Well, this sort of ties into the, I think, the next thing we're talking about. Yes. Which is just, one thing I hate about launches is it just always reinforces, like, all the console war, like, BS. We hate that here. Which, I guess, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what the next thing is. Spoilers. Yes, go ahead. But, like, with the Bethesda thing, it's, like, just... It, it's all the all the like Microsoft fanboys just being very like, oh, this is amazing, this is awesome, fuck Sony. Sorry, I know I'm not allowed to say that word, probably. <laughs> yes, you are. 
Okay. Um, and then with like, yeah, all the silly people like, this is total like bullshit, da da da. And it's like, you guys would be freaking out if you had Elder Scrolls as an exclusive. Like, yeah. Just don't, yeah, don't make giant corporations something to be a cheerleader for. Just follow the news and what happens, happens. Which, There's my political that, statement. That's good. <laughs> with that being said, though, I have a question. And this may be a dumb question, but we discussed it some today um with some of our other friends uh, does, does this mean that you're only going to be able to play those games on an xbox or do you think that they will because i know that it's been announced because isn't bethesda the publisher of death loop which is going to be on ps5 so that's the yes. thing so they paid 7.5 billion dollars oh. which is more that's like twice i think what star wars was bought for so i mean yeah that's wow i feel like that's microsoft just laying it out there like hey sony you can buy all the companies you want we have 7.5 billion (laughs) lying around but um yeah so they've said any games that they have that are already announced they're gonna hold because like psychonauts is similar they own double fine but it's coming out on all the systems it was announced for um what i wonder is are you gonna buy death loop on your ps5 and then see a microsoft studios logo at the beginning of it because i think it's funny that they've been letting bethesda like advertise all this sony stuff it's almost like they were trying to get free advertising for like oh that's cool that you guys have this now we're going to get everything else for the rest of time though (laughs) um i think if you pay that much money i mean almost for sure elder scrolls and um what's the the sci-fi one i always forget the name of starfield almost for sure xbox exclusive at the same time though microsoft is super weird lately um, yeah, they're, they're much more like service based. With that. So, like, yeah. I could honestly see. I don't think at launch. I think there's a world where, like, a year or two down the look. I, I say this like I have any kind of industry understanding. I just play Mario <laughs> games, guys. But I could see like a year or two after it comes out. You know, oh, okay, here's Elder Scrolls Sticks. Uh, that's an extra like million, few million copies sold or whatever. Yeah, I you know, and I think there was a tweet by like Phil Spencer himself saying case by case basis oh. for certain titles. So like, <clears throat> I think back to what Oliver said, Lou. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if it comes no. to everything eventually. I feel like um, case. No, oh, sorry, God. But definitely day one, like the biggest win for this is, and we'll get to this in a second, I'm sure. But like day one games pass, like Starfield Crazy. being on Game Pass, like. Why not? Like, that is mm-hmm. such a huge win. And with that momentum, like, and I think I remember reading today, like, they have millions, I think. I think it's in the millions of subscribers. 15 for million. They yeah, had wow. 5 million in the last five months. That's literally an extra million. We were, I mean, we've talked about this as a group where it's like, before they announced Bethesda, there was already a lot of talk like, how is this sustainable for Microsoft? This is a crazy deal. It still felt weird that they didn't have like a bunch of exclusives for Xbox compared to like a PlayStation 5, but like, why would you ever get one? And then this news came out and you're like, not only is, I mean, I feel like Game Pass is just going to have to get more expensive down the road and they're just trying to get people in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. which is very smart. But like, holy crap, it is just, I mean, it's been overstated, but like there is not a better deal in gaming. Like that is just, mm-hmm. I get the next Doom game, like on my netflix equivalent like that's crazy yeah. crazy it's pretty wild and i mean i know that it seems like sony's trying to dip their toes in that with the what is it playstation plus what is it called plus 
I don't know. Plus. But like that's cool plus. that they're doing that. But it's not Elder Scrolls Six. No. Launch. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes me curious, like how that will evolve over time as well. So we'll see. I yeah, wonder. You know, we're just. I wonder so what they could do. I'm sure they're like testing the waters. Like uh, we've talked about this too. Like it's sort of like they're on two different types of competitions now. Like, yeah. Back to what Oliver said too about service, and then like, like Sony he- relies heavily on its first party games to like sell consoles. Like that is exactly why Jerica. That's me predicted that they were going to show god of war a tease for god of war on the next god of war game because that's going to push them to sell that console right so like it's different i'm eager to see how like playstation does evolve um the the plus um i forget what it's called too like plus it's like like selects or something something like that yeah something plus plus but um um membership where you can actually download your game so i thought that was pretty cool yeah Yeah, that's the one i think biggest positive of this gen which there's not really that much to get excited about this gen i don't think in terms of like oh the new big thing but you know at least if you were gonna have this super fragmented industry where it's like there's this console and this console and this console at least they're all doing something very different where you have Mm -hmm. playstation with like the first party stuff you were talking about um microsoft it's you almost don't need an Xbox. Like I probably am not going to get an Xbox. I'm just going to build a PC, which for me, that's a very new weird thing to do, but it's just like game pass <laughs> is so crazy. It's like, why not? And yeah. then you have Nintendo just be a Nintendo. And it's like, here's a handheld system. Also like, I, I think even like, I think Phil Spencer said this. It's like Nintendo has the strongest first party lineup. Like it's just crazy. Like, and they have like remote control cars. They also have remote control cars. cars. So it's it is cool <laughs> that like it does feel like each console kind of has a a unique uh, like personality almost. I still don't know why we need a new generation yet, but I'm sure once they get all their money, they will know why. <laughs> you can come over and look at me and Kayla's thick boys when we thick get them in. Our thick oh, boys. The console. I was. Yeah, did not know what you're talking about for a second. I was trying. I was like, I don't know what that. Because the PlayStation Five is a thick boy. It is. It looks like girl. a double stuffed Oreo. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. There's some meme about that, but I do think about that a lot. Which I had some of those yesterday. <laughs> Clearly not as good as normal Oreos. What? Like they're I love they're it. still good, but okay. We can't get on this because I'm very passionate about this subject. Okay. Oh, we have an Oreo connoisseur. Okay, I love I, Oreos. Which love them. Let's not get into it. I promise Jerrica make this agreement. We're not going to say anything in okay. response. Yeah. I'm taking over the podcast, I guess. Kayla, <laughs> just say your favorite type of Oreo. We will nod and then move on. The Halloween ones. Okay. <laughs> End of discussion. Scary? I'll no, it's talk to you about it later. When we, we made a... I'm on oh, yeah. microphone making a commitment. I can't go back on that. Okay, so moving on. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add about that? I mean, I feel like that could be its own podcast episode, that, that whole, that news in general. Yeah. I mean, no mint Oreos. Yeah, I would say that. Ah, dang it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, moving on, uh, we're going to <laughs> move into our expert mode. Um, I, expert mode? Woohoo! I think That's before we get into our main topic that Oliver has brought us, we're going to do some quick interview questions. Just get to know Oliver a little bit better. Uh, let you guys get to know him a little bit better. So, Oliver, please tell us about yourself. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I told you guys I'd written down things about myself. <laughs> I don't think I did. Um, well, get started. I'm 29. I'm single. Um mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think is interesting about me? I really don't know well, anything about me. Um, you can talk ahead, about Kayla. your art that you do. You do music stuff. You do game stuff. You do all That's kinds all of true. stuff. This is accurate. He can draw. I can draw. Yeah, you can draw really he well. Actually, um, if you guys follow us on oh, everything, yeah. pretty much, our 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 art, <laughs> it's our little illustrated versions of ourselves, was done by Oliver himself, yeah. like an artist in the house. Yeah, I actually yeah. forgot about that. He did. Yeah, he literally did a lot of the logo that we pretty much show everywhere, and it's really cool. So if you it's hate really their logo, res. that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding a taco. Um, on brand. That's going to be our first email. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I'm just a nice person. That's something about me. <laughs> That's so I'm a nice... A- I, I had someone say this about me. I think this is actually probably the best way to describe me. I'm a nice person that goes very out of their way to convince you I'm not nice. I don't know why. Yes. But my instinct mm-hmm. is like, oh, that person's really nice. I should tell them they look like an idiot. And I'm saying idiot because I'm censoring myself on podcast. It's a lot meaner. <laughs> but I don't know. I, yeah. I just called myself nice on a podcast. That's very back patty. We pretty much forced, forced you to. Um, but you're also yeah, a video game soundtrack connoisseur as well. It's uh, true. I would, I would pin you that. You're very good at guessing. Like, give it like three notes oh, yeah. and you know. So. Yeah, I forgot we did that little like quiz thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Well, if you notice these similarities, um, you know, Josh was on our podcast as well, and they have a lot of similar uh, attributes. I feel like I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, Josh put it the way Josh put it, which really upset me, was he said I'm the naughty version of him, <laughs> which an adult man saying naughty is really upsetting. But um, yeah, it's weird. We, me and him, are actually, I think we have very similar interests, but. Yeah, I'm Josh if he drank and cursed, which he doesn't do either of those <laughs> things, which I don't know if I should out on a podcast, but we'll check with his people, make sure that's okay. His people. Uh, his wife. Well, <laughs> you pretty much summarized yourself for everyone, so that's good. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm nice. That's how I, that's what I said. We mentioned this briefly, but we uh, checked with you beforehand, but you have, you know, a project you've been working on. Do you want to share anything about that? Uh, yeah, there's not a lot to share. Um, but yes, I am trying to make a video game. Um, yeah. Um, and it's really hard. And it turns out when you try and make a video game, you instantly become more empathetic to every video game developed. Like now when I hear someone being like, it's really hard to do this. I'm just like, guys, can we all stop complaining and just give them the space they need? This is, this is difficult stuff. Cause it's just, oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world. I hate it. You're but awesome. It's, it's <laughs> the same also, thing with drawing, actually. I hate drawing. Um, but I like when people look at the drawing and say, that looks nice. And I'm like, thank you for validating me. I guess I'll go on living. <laughs> Which but, goes back to like my follow-up question with that. Like, um, So you're making a game. Um, you mentioned what, what obstacles you face. It's sort of difficult. Um, sometimes it's hard to validate the work you're doing. But it's rewarding. What do you find most rewarding about working on your game? I think so far, <laughs> I found a way to make this also kind of an insult about myself. So don't worry. Um, everyone's reaction to so I had people play test it for the first time last week. Kayla actually played it. Um, yes. She got, I didn't know if I was allowed to talk about that. 
But you can't. I signed, um, signed an agreement. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah, we have really agreement. strict paperwork. Um, pretty much everyone's reaction has been like, you made this? Like, but not in a, <laughs> this is the most amazing game in the world. More like, hey, this is a functioning video game. That's weird that you made this all. <laughs> you made something. <laughs> it's kind of the same as anytime um, I am dating someone and I have people meet the girlfriend, their reaction is always, oh, she's a lot nicer than I thought she was going to be, which is code for, Oliver, you're a huge dick. Uh, and we didn't think, like, I'm surprised she didn't just, like, you know, take a dump everywhere because that's the type of person you are. That's who you attract, apparently. So it feels Perfect like that. analogy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's also been cool because, like, you know, I've been playing games my whole life and it, you know, I'm making it on Game Maker, which if you do anything, know anything about programming, that's sort of like baby's first programming language. Oh, um, but even with that, like, yeah, just kind of seeing how stuff is made and like, yeah, it's just interesting. Like now when I play games, there is more an element of, oh, I bet I know how they did that. That's that's cool. Or like that how, is really cool, especially like playing something like Breath of the Wild. It's just like, how does this game function? This is the craziest thing in the world. That's really neat. Well, on the flip side, the flippity flop, uh, what, and you kind of mentioned a little bit of this, but like, what is the biggest obstacle you feel like you faced with that? Oh, that I've never programmed it. I mean, yeah. No, just making the game in general. Well, that's what I mean. It's just like, it's like learning a new language. Like, um, there's this YouTuber, uh, his name's Sean Spaulding. You should check him out if you're looking into game maker programming, but he put it in a good way where he's like, what programming is like, it's, it's like teaching someone how to make a sandwich, but you have to explain every single element. So it's like, okay, if like Jerrica, tell me how to make a sandwich. I'm in my room. I need to go to the kitchen. Tell me how to make it. Are you sitting down? What's sitting down? Sitting down is when you're, Left and right foot touch the floor. Oh, what, what are my left and right foot? Oh fuck! So this is what it is. It's are like, you acting this out? Oh no! Well, no, but that—that that is like you sit in a chair. A chair is a wooden object. Yeah, I mean, it it's, really is that. Like, it looks like this. You have to Please do that. Sit on it. That's Thank crazy. You. I don't know how you have the patience. I really. Well, don't. it's like it's it's basically teaching a baby. The one thing the baby can do really well is math. It can do math amazingly. But other than that, it's a stupid baby that would <laughs> die if you put it in the woods. Unless a monster came up to it and asked it math questions, then it would be fine. I said monster as if that's, <laughs> that's a, a, I don't know why that's part of the metaphor now. I'll play that game. But uh, it's like, yeah, you have to explain everything where it's like, okay, put your heel down. Okay, then put your toe down to walk. Like it's, it's just so much, everything is so much more complicated than you would think, which is why, not that like you shouldn't complain to people making video games if they're not putting the right amount of work in but anytime you, I, I see like a forum post like why didn't they just add this feature it'd be easy it's like no why yeah. like why do you think it would be easy <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's a good point well I like having people on that like have experience in this so like our listeners can get a little taste of that and hear your I have five months of experience so I also <laughs> don't know what I'm doing that's five but months more than I have <laughs> that is true so um, Derek, did you want to ask? Oh, no, I'm not Derek. You need to ask the last question because huh? it's your creation yes. and I love it so much. Yeah, let's go. Uh, but before that, what are some of your favorite games? What are your like concrete, like what made you a gamer games? 
Well, it's weird because it kind of depends on. Like, I have my favorite objective games of like I think if you gave this to someone now who would like if you gave this to me right now to play, would I like it? Because you know some stuff hasn't aged yeah. well. It's all context. Of course. So like, yeah. Breath of the Wild is my favorite game, which is makes me a total poser because I think that's the highest rated game on Metacritic. So it's like. You know, There's nothing I'm just wrong a, with liking what you like. Nope. Popular things are bad. I want to be a hipster. Um, <laughs> my favorite game is Seaman. Um, so, do you know what that is? Oh, I know. No, I I know what it is. I yeah, don't. there you go. I'm it's a the baby weirdest gamer. game in the world. No, no, this is not a. This is. I think it's on Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Oh. Yeah. Is Leonard Dreamcast Nimoy as a weird yeah. fish person? Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, that's not my favorite game. But no, I love Breath oh, of the man. Wild because to me, it's like the fairest game ever made where it says, here are the rules. And even if you learn how to break them, the game doesn't punish you for it. It's just you can do whatever you want. I love that. Um, but like the rest of my favorite games, I think, are more just like ones that shaped me. Like Final Fantasy IX is very big for me. Like if you do look at my art, any of my character designs, if you've played Final Fantasy IX, you're just like, oh, okay, this guy's not that talented. He's just clearly copying a bunch of stuff. Got it. Um Smash Brothers is big for me. Um, that's really, like, I think the biggest thing I get, like, quote-unquote hype for. There's, like, a new Smash Brothers trailer. I will call out for work to, like, focus on that. Like, it's <laughs> very important to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I It's, it's kind of hard to say my favorite games. Like, I, I do lean more towards Nintendo stuff just because their design philosophy kind of is more up my alley. But, like, yeah, like, yeah. Doom Eternal. Absolutely love that game. Um, yeah. I guess that's my answer. All right. It's a good answer. Good answers. We should play semen. What? <laughs> oh. The self-control right now, Jerrica. So many responses Kayla, that I kept that to game. myself. Yeah, go Google semen and look at that game and tell me what Google you think of the graphics, the C- content. Man. <laughs> yeah. Just search Leonard Nimoy semen. I'm sure it's all yep. just. That's it. There you go. All good. All right. Well, we have one final question. Take it away, Jerrica. All right, Oliver. If we had to summon you via black magic, what five five items would we need to complete the summoning of Oliver? So I thought about this for a really long time. Um, First one, this one comes with some caveats, which is a lightsaber. But I have a very complicated relationship with Star Wars that I won't go into right now. But like, I don't really like talking about Star Wars anymore. I just don't think it's fun with the current climate of Star Wars to talk about it. But it's like, I loved The Last Jedi. So it's not like, oh, I hate the new movies or anything. It's just, I don't know. It's just become very fanboy, like, ugh. But like Empire Strikes Back (laughs) is such an important movie for me. Like whenever I do... You know, I like to write a lot and storytelling is very important to me. My goal is the lightsaber fight that happens between Luke and Vader in that. Like when Luke's walking up the steps and it's the coolest film set of all time. Oh, it's best shot ever. It's like I want that feeling that my goal is always just build up to that. Like do all the character moments that make that (laughs) moment as awesome as that one was. Um, So a lightsaber, but not because I'm like, oh, I want to go see Solo too. That's just not really my vibe anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but it's fine if you do want solo too. Anyway, uh, second item would be a GameCube. Not because it's ah. my... I love a GameCube. It has a lot of my favorite games on it. Oh, 
Beautiful Joe. I love that game, and I want to throw that into my favorite games category because oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, but with the GameCube, um, that's actually something else I think about when I'm making games is that's like the first midnight launch I remember. I remember going to Aww. Walmart and like sitting there with my mom, and I'm like, I'm up way too late, but I'm going to get this weird new system, <laughs> and I'm so excited. And, bleh, and it's, it's like – It's so good. I love the GameCube. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of – Whenever I'm making like a game or I'm only doing that once. So when I'm trying to make this game, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it for that kid. Like there's some kid out there that's a different version of me at that age. And I'm like, if everyone helps my hates my game, this guy will like it. So it'll be worth it. And he probably won't wait at Walmart for it, but that's fine. (laughs) Sorry. This is, I'm going way too into all these. Uh, Third one would be a spinach and cheese calzone. Okay. Because I love food. Like homemade? Nothing, I guess if you have to get specific, I have like memories of my mom taking me to the local Brookwood Mall for all you Beham peeps. And there was a <laughs> Sabaros there, which is not good. But I was always really excited to get the spinach and cheese calzone. That's like the earliest food I remember being like, yeah, this is my jam. Um, That's funny. But yeah, so just a good spinach and cheese calzone. I just love food. Um, I want to be rich to get more food. Um, fourth item, a hard drive full of video game music. Uh, a, just because music's very important to me. But also, this is maybe a whole podcast topic, so I won't get into it. But I, definitely. I, don't, I don't like that a lot of video game soundtracks are moving more towards like cinematic-y sounding like they're trying to sound like movies, mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, sound like a game. It's okay. It's okay to sound like a game. There's this weird... This is actually going to come up in the storytelling thing, so we'll come back to it. Just move okay. on. I'm getting emotional. I don't want to get into an Oreo conversation. It's fine. Okay. Uh, and then the fifth one would be uh, a copy of The Incredibles, signed by Brad Bird. Uh, because The Incredibles wow. was what made me realize I wanted to be a storyteller of some sort. Cause I remember sitting in the theater. I think I was in ninth grade when that came out. And have you guys seen the Incredibles, that indie movie? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the scene where dash starts running on water. I remember the way the music hits, it goes like quiet. And then like Michael Giacchino's score comes in and it's awesome. And I remember being in theater, the theaters being like, Oh, all this weird energy I have. I wanted to go towards making stuff like this. Cause I used to like, walk around and hum background music for myself. My mom would have to tell me like, you can't hum right now because your sister's doing like homework or something. Um, And like, it all made sense in that moment. I was just like, Oh, okay. I just want to like, got it. Cool. Thanks. Incredibles. That you know that moment. Yeah. I saw that nine times in theaters. I love that movie. I love that movie too. Great. Well, that's special. Thanks for sharing, Oliver. Yes. Yay. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. Clap sound effect from soundboard that we don't have. Yeah. He's already adapted our sound. That's what our sound effects sound like. All right. Well, thank you for your questionnaire. So now let's get into our main topic. Why don't you kick it off since it was your idea? Oh, yeah. I can do that. Um, we obviously are going to have commentary as well. This is not just on you, yes, we promise. Yes, please, because I will I want, ramble. It, this will turn know. into me like, oh, this thing happened to me when I was five, and it's really traumatizing if you don't, oh. like, set the course. So, like, But I, <laughs> I want to know, like, why you chose this topic. How about you start with that? Yeah, so storytelling in games. It's because 
I guess before I even get into the topic, I think, um, man, I'm forgetting his name. What's uh, Naughty Dog Dude, Last of Us? Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann. I think this is a quote from him, and I totally agree with it, which is anytime someone is telling you that's not the right way to make a game or that's not the right way to tell a story in games, don't listen to them. And I think that's true. Like, there's not a wrong way to tell stories. But I do think there's a missed opportunity of, I think a lot of people approach storytelling in games the same way they would approach it making a movie. And that bums me out because, I mean, video games are still a pretty young industry. And I feel like we're still kind of figuring out what makes video games like video games, like why it's a medium that's worth celebrating versus other stuff. And a lot of it's more obvious with stuff like, you know, you playing Apex or something. There's not another artistic medium you can do that in. Yes, Jerrica. I'll add something here. It's like, um, this is actually a question um, via the Game Awards. And a lot of people have had this question before. Like, with movies, you have all these different genres and, like, types and which games you do too. There's so many different types of games. But when we think about like the game awards and when there's game of the year, mm-hmm. like I feel like one year it was Fortnite and it was up against like some big triple yeah, A. I remember that. Yeah, movie yeah. game. And like, where do you balance that? Right. It's sort of hard to like it. There's not really a way to scale it. Like it's really tough to make those decisions. Well, and that, that's a weird topic for me because like i maybe i won't go into this since you were talking to jeff Keeling, but i sort of <laughs> don't like award shows for i get why they're a thing because obviously you want to watch it but stuff like the oscars kind of bothers me too because as soon as you're making it a competition that's kind of affecting the art in a negative way i think because yeah. then you start having like oscar bait stuff instead of people just maybe making and some people want to make that and that's fine but like I guess more on topic to what you were saying. I mean, the Oscars does that too, where it's like they'll have best picture and then best animated picture, which is like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Especially yeah. when it's like up is nominated in both. I wonder what's going to win best animated picture. It's yeah, it, it is weird. Um, kind of how people choose to define things. And like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Celeste going up against uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild or something. Yeah. It's like, how do you even quantify that (laughs) or qualify that? Um, But yeah, so just, I think there's a lot of missed opportunities where you'll have these games where it's like, you can tell really talented, amazing people are making them and the gameplay is amazing. And then they're like, well, how do we tell the story in this game? And it's like, oh, let's do a cutscene, which is basically just turning it into another medium. Yeah. Which to me is just not super interesting. It's like some, look, I'm going to have cutscenes in the game I'm making. Like, they're fine. But I think they should almost be a last resort because it's like, hey, watch this movie for a second and then play the game. Like for me, if you if you have the choice to tell the story through gameplay, I think that's always the way to go. And like even there's certain games that you wouldn't think of as like, like, for example, Breath of the Wild doesn't have a very good story. But playing it like if you were watching a movie and it didn't have a good story. It's crap. Like you're like, okay, yeah, I don't want to watch this. That's, is... You're sitting and watching it and not interacting with it. Right. But Breath of the Wild, it it almost does feel like it has a good story to me because that was a game where, you know, I would go play it and then come to work the next day and I'd be like, Yeah, you know, I went on like an 
I, I won't say I went on an adventure because I'm an adult. I was hoping you're like, I went on an adventure. Well, look, I'm on dating apps and everyone's like, I want to go on adventures with someone. I'm like, no, you don't. You want to go hiking. Shut up. Who? Why am I single? I can't figure it out. Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like I would come into work and it's like, I was like sharing like, oh, I did this thing and then this thing happened and it made me feel this way. It's like. I, I felt more playing Breath of the Wild than a lot. Like if I go play like a David Cage game, not to just call out a very specific person, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I might as well have just watched a movie, which is fine, but just, you know, go make a movie. Yeah. Um, I think what makes difference with that, which is, this can be a whole other topic too, because I totally get where you're coming from. Um, but I just finished like the Telltale Walking Dead series. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of like, it's not a, obviously it's a little bit, of not a not as much of like a cinematic production as like David Cage games, but um, they compel me to play and interact with the world, and then also make choices. Right. So, because does that sort of count? Like, like dialogue choice. Well, and, and here's story, the thing. Like, you know, I said Final Fantasy Nine. So I one love of my, that shit. So yeah, yeah. Well, and like I'm Final Fantasy Nine, I said is like one of my favorite games, and that's just you reading a bunch of text. It's not really taking advantage <laughs> of stuff. So it's like. This is more like not a, if you don't do this, you're crap. It's more just, hey, you could probably make it a lot cooler if you kind of tried to implement Because, yeah, Telltale is a good example of, like, I love Wolf Among Us. Oh, that's I want to play that one next. And, you know, there, and I think this is true of all Telltale games. If you were to actually look back on it knowing everything, your choices don't always matter as much as you want them to. <laughs> but, uh, actually, I think something that does the similar is Hellblade, which I thought was really, mm. really cool. And one thing it does is it tells you like, oh, if you die too many times, we're going to delete your save file. Oh. Spoiler alert. I've looked it up. You have to die so much that might as well not be there. Yeah. But, I'm worried because like I I've died a lot that in that game. But oh, the Kayla, thing you is. You got to get to it one day. I know you told Even, me it's one of your favorites. I definitely. It's on it's my really playlist. It's really good. And it does a lot of that could only be a game. Like it wouldn't really work as anything else. That's a perfect example of like. True that. <laughs> Yeah, it's trying to focus while things are talking in your ears and stuff. It's like, this is definitely taking advantage of the medium it's in. Um, but even knowing, because I, I kind of was like, well, let me see if this actually is going to be an issue. Knowing that you have to die like 8 million times, it still stressed me out. <laughs> and that was taking advantage of the gaming aspect of it. Because like, yeah, you just can't do that in any other medium. And uh, Telltale's same thing. It's like, even mm-hmm. though I know my choices don't matter that much... I still listen to the dialogue a lot more intensely because I'm like, yeah, but what if this is the line that's like really important? So yeah, I think, yeah, I love Telltale stuff. I think it's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that was great. But yeah, keep going. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree. I thought what you said about the mo- like it com- in comparison to a movie was really interesting because sometimes you know. I know you, we won't get into this part because I know you and Jerrica have different opinions on The Last of Us game. Oh, no, I was going to bring it up next. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> I was like, when are you well, going to bring up The Last of that, Us? Huh? Yeah, because I have thoughts on that. So we can, I want you to talk about that too. So, so Last of Us 2. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Best cutscenes. That's of the, the thing. So that's actually a perfect example. Best cutscenes I've ever seen in a game. Like just yes. insane. But. And I, I know a lot of people say this online, and I, I I don't mean it as like a this game is shit, but like oh yeah, they're making an HBO show of it, 
I think I'm going to have the exact same emotional roller coaster watching it as playing it. I don't think, I actually think in the first one, I thought the gameplay was just neutral in terms of how it affected the story. In the second one, I think it actively goes against the story and will work better. One example being huge Last of Us spoilers, by the way. So, oh, yeah. Everyone, Oh yeah, we've we've spoiled the shit out of that game. So like, okay. if you still haven't beaten it, um, by the way, you the, may want to skip ahead two three minutes. Yeah, I bramble, Five? so maybe more than that. Um, Six minutes. Next podcast. Just go to the next podcast. Uh, <laughs> Timer starts now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Timer starts now. Um, but yeah, so for example, they have that big beat where it's like, oh, Ellie. She's going to torture this girl. And like, that's her, you know, she's in the hospital. I forget the character's name, but it's, it's this Abby? big moment. Yeah, Abby. Or no, no, she's uh, Abby's friend that she's. Oh, Nora. Nora. And it's supposed to be this big moment where it's like, oh, Ellie's, she's going over the cliff. It's no, no turning back. But if I think to what I was doing two minutes ago. I was shooting dogs in the head. I was slitting people's throats. I and here's the thing: like I know you can play it differently, but it Something's it doesn't really play. affect. Like you still get to the cutscene; it's the same. It doesn't really encourage you to play differently, like to maybe be more in Ellie's style. And then they did something else, which just kind of highlights the movie thing I was talking about. Which it cuts away when she starts doing the torture, which in a movie would be really cool. Because you're like, oh, I have to imagine what I'm imagining so much worse. But I think that's where it kind of leaned too much into the being cinematic rather than, I don't know what the gaming. Immersive. Immersive is, I think that game was the best when it was making you do stuff you didn't want to do. Like the whole epilogue, Mm -hmm, you're like, I don't want to do this. And that's great because it's really showing you like, man, Ellie's fucked up. I feel like if you were... I mean, the game is already so gory. There's no rating issue. It's like, I think you should have had to torture her. Like, even if they had the gameplay the way it was, where it was kind of going, you know, against what you're doing in that moment, like, man, I just think they missed a huge opportunity there. And it's like, I'm not saying that because I'm like, I love Saw. I want to like cut a girl yeah, no. up. It's the opposite. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Like, like, if you're going to teeter on the edge with that much option to have violence, like in this open space where these dogs and like people are patrolling and like Ellie is like ripping them the shreds, like might as well go the extra mile in your big cinematic scenes. Right? right. I've had the thought, like what if you're playing as Abby, like what if they would have put us in the shoes of Abby before we played as Ellie and you just were this random lady that like kills Joel or maybe they t- like I've heard on, um, waypoint pod or waypoint radio. Have you heard of them? They have a podcast. And I've been listening to their, they have like three parts and they're so long. They're just dissecting The Last of Us. And they all have very critical remarks. Like none of it's really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm listening to the whole thing because I'm interested. But like they talked about like flipping their stories. Like if you were to play more as Abby first and like know nothing about her character, but maybe like get a little bit more info like you learn who her dad is eventually but like what if you were put in the shoes where you had to like beat up joel kill joel like things like that um maybe not to that extent because i feel like that would have been too hard like already the community was taking it very bad right well and i actually liked that I did too. you hate abby when you start playing as her because that's another thing and look if you didn't like the last of us that's fine i i 
if the reason you didn't like The Last of Us is because you don't like buff women, that's not, and you're stupid. Yes. But <laughs> if the reason you didn't like it was, yeah, it's okay to be pissed that Joel died and that not be the story beat you wanted to happen there. I think that's a totally fair thing. I didn't know how I felt about it at first either, but that's what I liked about it was it was like, I don't want to say brave because we're making video games. It's, that's not brave. <laughs> it's just, but it was an interesting choice of just like, yeah, I, I like that. I said, bold. we like I'm in bold. the industry with them, like me and Neil, oh, we, you know, we are. Yeah. Me and Neil. Me and Neil so yeah. Weekend. Me and Druckmann. I mean, I told him it was a good idea. Um, you sort of look like him. I don't know what he looks like. Let me pull up a picture while you're talking. Thank you. Um, no, I like that it, yeah, that they did kind of just throw that huge. I mean, yeah, I, I think I texted you, Jericho, where I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe they did this. And I think if you had gotten to know Abby first, it wouldn't have been that. And you would have maybe seen it coming because you know she's going to go kill her. I liked it being this kind of yeah. surprising moment. Yeah. Um, but all that to be said, I mean, dude, I was down with The Last of Us too. I talked to a lot of people about it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it did a lot of things amazingly. But just, yeah, I, 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 I've actually kind of gotten out of a lot of, when, when someone says their game is cinematic, I instantly get really nervous because to me, what that says is there's going to be a lot of really amazing cutscenes, and then there's going to be a fade to black and you're going to start playing as a totally different character because I'm watching Ellie cry. I mean, if your hair was curlier, he looks like, well, he kind of looks like Kit Harrington a little bit. My hair gets a little curly when it gets long. This is good for the okay. visual people. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. You guys can all see this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's like you have Ellie talking to... Yeah, he's very attractive. I'm just going to keep... The, oh, thank you, man. Thank you. That's fine. <laughs> That's my Neil Druckmann voice. <laughs> that sounds like a Druckmann. My name's Druckmann. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, if uh, you have like Ellie just yeah talking, you know, crying and, you know, her pregnant girlfriend's arms... And then it's like she walks out and she's like, all right, let me go kill this entire camp of people. And it's just like, I might as well be playing as two different characters. It, that was I liked at one that, point. Though. At one point, though, like now that I'm so I'm going to be honest, I was hyped up. I was just glad there was a gay woman yeah. in the story. And it was oh, like, I hated really that. Highlight. I actually should. I like that. Over. that was awful. Huh? I didn't like that at all. What the hell, man? This is a joke for the people why listening. Why are you here? Oh, yeah. That's a joke. Yes. Um. He he loves lesbians. Oh, I drew I a think. gay flag for your thing. That sounds like I'm oh, very yeah. inclusive when I call it a gay flag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I drew a rainbow flag to signify my acceptance of everyone for you. Yes. That's great. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, so, like, I think me and Kayla, like, we were just, Kayla had to listen to me talk about it for months. Shocker. And what's cool, like, Kayla actually, um, I'll get into my point in a second. Kayla actually wrapped up the very first game and went right into the next one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like story-wise, how did that affect? Like, I don't know if you've told Oliver, but like, did that enhance uh, the story for I you think at so, all? Um, because it, I played the first one for the first time in preparation for the release of of the second one. Um, I feel like I personally feel like the storytelling, and you know, I. I haven't. I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I don't know if I talked to it specifically with Oliver before. But I'm fairly new to video games. I mean, I played. You know, I had my core ones that I've always played. Like I played when I was younger. But as far as like purposely investing time into like, I'm a very like, I don't know the best way to describe this, but like, it's hard for me to keep my attention on a soul like 
like if I'm playing a game, it's hard for it to keep my attention. Um, Last of Us Part 1 and 2 did an amazing job uh, pertaining specifically to me, like what I need to hold me into a game. Um, I think that would... I'm trying to think of exactly what did that for me. I think it was the anticipation that they give you Mm -hmm. um, and the investment that they they draw you in investing into the characters themselves. Um, and I just needed to know what happened next. Um, and I feel like right. Naughty Dog does a really good job of that. Um, or at least they did in these two games. Um, Cause I think they're the only two games I've played by them. I think. I, I think um, they did Oliver, too. Oliver question for you. Yes. What did you think about all the flashback scenes? So, Cause I, I love shit like that. I like, do too. I, I love, love good flashback. I love Lost. Lost is my favorite TV show of all time. And that whole <laughs> series is like, flashbacks and flash forwards <laughs> uh, so, like i, I enjoyed it or, yeah no, i i like the yeah. i like the flashbacks and you know i like that they didn't really reveal um what the whole deal was with joel and ellie's relationship till the very end it's just yeah i guess just kind of going back to what i was saying earlier i like mm-hmm. i like all the story stuff like i'm so excited about the hbo show but like does it need to be a game yeah like, and it's 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 fun. I, the sequel was interesting to me because the first one I was like, it didn't need to be a game, but nothing in the gameplay really took me out of the journey they were going on. Whereas the second one, I think it actually is better as not a game. Like I think the gameplay kind of actively, there's this little voice in the back of my head. That's like, and look, there were times when that wasn't the case. Like when you're escaping uh, the Island, you know, I think they did a good job of having everything kind of work more cohesively where you were feeling what you're supposed to feel and all that. But like, I feel like, yeah, you make the HBO show, all my compliments are going to be the same. There's nothing I'm going to be <laughs> like, well, that plot twist in the land as much because I didn't look for screws in a drawer for 30 minutes. <laughs> and like, I don't mean to be negative because like, I also want to talk about no, like, good examples. Yeah. I don't think it's negative. I think it's like valid, <laughs> no, good, yeah. like valid opinions. Like, I think it's interesting to hear your thoughts on that because for me, like, it was my one of my favorite games ever because yeah. I have to have a very, like, I could watch a movie game. Like, I, that just yeah. works for me. Yeah. Um, and with the gameplay, like, it didn't really take me out of it. If anything, I just, it's a lot of po- problem solving mm-hmm. for me because, like, how can I get around this house and, like, how can I not kill that dog because I really don't want to. Um, so there's a lot of, I like if on different segments, if I got to a point where, man, I didn't go through this area, right. Or I should have killed that person first. I sound so violent. <laughs> um, it's going to make it really hard on myself if I don't do it this way. So I'd like restart. I restarted multiple times to have like perfect, right. Like playthroughs. So like it works for me, but uh, you're not the first person that I've here to say that, like to say like, it could just be a movie. It doesn't necessarily need to be a game. Well, and I think that's totally valid. I guess for me, it just felt like I was watching a really good movie and then my mom would pause it and be like, if you want to watch the next scene, you have to play this video <laughs> game for a little bit. And I'm like, well, it's a good video game. So yeah, that's worth it. I'll go do that. So it is a good video game that I'm playing, but I have to keep pausing them to go to the other one. And then I come back to the other one. Like there doesn't seem to be any like synergy between the two of like, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's again, it's not like, oh, I need some mass effect you know, choices that change the cutscenes. Mm. It doesn't have to be I wish be they that. had that. I mm. wish they did. Good girl. I, Good I girl, actually think, Molly. well, I look, I love stuff I like Mass Effect. Endings, but like, I, I think it's also cool to 
have a video game and it's like, hey, you're role playing. Like you have that's why the torture thing. It's like I don't want to torture someone, but this character is yeah, to have made, to role play like, and put yourself in like yeah, it's I don't know. Because to me, the biggest thing with video games, it's like, okay, when you're watching something, you want your characters to have, you want to have empathy with the characters. And it's like, okay, now you're in control of the character. I mean, what an amazing tool to make you. Like a good example, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the series, so I have to have some negative element. I can't just say something positive, uh, is the first Bioshock game. Have you guys played that? Yes. I actually haven't, but it's okay. Kayla, I need to lend it to you one day. When you're just like running dry and you yes. need something that's a little creepy. Well, I don't want to spoil it and I don't yeah, even don't need to go into it. Yeah, and I don't even need to go into it because if you've played it, you already know the point I'm going to make. But there's a plot point in it that only works because it's a video game. And that's very cool. Yes. And then to get your boy Kojima in here, he kind of, he's weird because he does both extremes. <laughs> Because first Metal Gear game, the Psycho Manus fight. Have you played the first Metal Gear, mm-hmm. Kayla? No. I, Jerry, I'm assuming you've played every Kojima game. <laughs> I haven't played every game oh. <clears throat> because I can't figure out how to beat all of them. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I've played enough of each of them at some point. So I think this is okay to talk about because you've probably yes. heard about it, Kayla. But like, there's a boss you fight in it called Psycho Manus. And his whole thing is he's psychic and he can read your mind and stuff. And this is so cool. And it's crazy. This was on a PS one and more people don't do stuff like this. Cause it seemed like the start of like, Hey, we're figuring this shit out where you're fighting him and he's able to like read all of your movements and what you're doing. And he starts reading what's on your memory card. He'll be like, Oh, I, I see you like playing ape escape because you have save memory on it. So instantly you're like, this is personal. But then uh, (laughs) the way you beat him is you put your controller into the second port and he can't read your movements anymore. Now that's like a super crazy, like I don't think every game should do that. That's cool. But that's That's exactly. I love shit like that. That sells me. It's so cool. And it's also, you can't, there's just no other way to do that. You can't make a movie and be like, oh, we have to go to the theater next door so that the bad guy doesn't find us. It just doesn't work. You can only do that in video games. And that, like, that's, I geek out about that stuff. But what's crazy is he does that, but then he also has 45-minute cutscenes in the middle of his game, which is fine. <laughs> but he can he can do what he likes. <laughs> but it's just, like... That's too much, yeah. Crazy. In my um, opinion. But, like, I guess I won't spoil this either, but honestly... <laughs> I feel this is going to make everyone's opinion of like, should we listen to this guy about storytelling dive? One of the biggest reactions I've had to a story in a game was Shovel Knight, which is like this 8-bit, you know, uh, Kickstarter game that came out. But yeah, I don't want to spoil it in case you ever play it. It's because it's not plot driven. No one would ever say Shovel Knight. You can spoil it for me. Can can I spoil it for you, Kale? It's okay. It's hard to explain because it's not a plot-driven game. It's like a Mega Man style game, and it's like I've I've played a little bit of it. Yeah, it's, it's just like a, it's a platformer. What they say, uh, Castlevania, a Vania game. It's like the original Castlevanias, where it's not like a big map you're going around, <laughs> but it's like here's a level, here's a boss, and the whole point is there's like an opening little text crawl that talks about uh, you're trying to save your girlfriend Shield Knight, and she's this knight that's also really good and you know or no she dies i'm sorry i I forget exactly what happened but i I believe it's that she's kidnapped or died can't remember 
but you keep hearing about her all game and like they they do a lot of little things to really reinforce you know how close your bond is with her because like every time you beat a level you like fall asleep next to the fireplace and then you have a dream about catching her and you want to catch her because it gives you more like you get more points like more currency from that so it's like reinforcing like hey this is this is a good thing like you're getting a gameplay reward for this so that makes you like her even more long story short and you have to play it in order for it to really hit you find out the main bad guy is her and that she's like uh been what's the word what's the possessed she's like possessed by the main bad guy i'm sold (laughs) so you go on the last fight you fight her as she's possessed and you separate them and then you have to fight just the demon but then she teams up with you and the way you beat her is the whole game is about bouncing on stuff because you have a shovel so it's like if you bounce on stuff you can bounce so she'll jump up and she becomes a gameplay mechanic where it's like she's blocking like the final boss's thing and you have to bounce off her shield to get to her and it's like it's not a complicated plot it's oh i tried to save my girlfriend oh she's the bad guy no now she's not the bad guy oh we beat the last boss but i can't even explain to you how pumped i was sitting on my couch like my girlfriend's here and we're doing this together like it's just such a more than any cutscene of like, oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, we got this really famous composer to do the music. Look at all these the cinematography. It's like all that's um, great. <clears throat> what, are you, what are you trying to say here? All of that's great. Look, I used to want to be a film director. I love film, <laughs> but like, if I'm playing a no, game, that- I want to, I want to be the character that's doing all that cool stuff in the movie. And in this, it's like they reinforce with gameplay elements that like you should like her, not just because we told you to like her. But the game's going to be more fun if you like her. So it's like, cool, it's easy for me to get in this mindset. You get to the last boss and it's like, she's helping you. And you're like, I fucking love this chick. She's, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. And it's just like, it's doing this all through gameplay. And it's, it's a game about a knight with a shovel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done a really bad job explaining well, this. This was you, like uh... passionate Oliver, not really. I don't no. know. Everyone go play Shovel Knight. You shouldn't have listened to me talk night. about that. I'll get to it. It was a little challenging at first, but once again, it's in that technically is in my backlog at Jim Kayla. Oh, yeah. We got to add night. that. Because I, I, I started and then I put it down. Are we about to run but out of Oliver time? Oliver has got me. He, he spoiled, spoiled the game for me, but I, it's know, okay. I don't want to get back. We told him it. it was okay. Um, but I think you summarize, like, I think we can go, we can all go back to, you know, I like what you said, like telling your story through gameplay. Like, I haven't really thought about it like that. Um, and the games that do it well, I think you g- gave great examples. Yes. Um, and not every game has to have forty-five minutes of cutscenes. And <laughs> they um, can if they want. It's fine. Beautiful cutscenes with lesbians. Uh, you know, not every game has to have that. Like I would like it to have that, but it's not necessary. <laughs> um, you can have great gameplay and that be like the center point because I think that's going back to it. We're playing games, so we want good gameplay. Yeah. Um. So you said Breath of the Wild. Uh, Bioshock. We talked about The Last of Us, Shovel Knight. I think I got all your mentions. I think I remembered. I can throw one more in there if we have time. I don't want to like. We have two minutes. Okay, everyone should play Eternal Darkness. It's a horror game, and you have an <laughs> insanity meter in it, and it's awesome because the more you get hit, you go more insane. Hold and... on. Eternal Darkness. Does that ring a bell for you, Audrey? <laughs> Eternal Darkness, does that ring a bell for you, that game? Or was it another game that you played? No, it was just the darkness. 
the darkness, not the inter- oh, it was very, <laughs> it's just very the different. Darkness, yeah, but no, not it's, eternal. Yeah, I don't know why there aren't more horror games that do that, but literally just very very short story. It does different things when you're in sanity meters low to make you think you're going hmm. crazy. And one of the things it did, I was playing in a house alone, playing it. My meter was very low. And all of a sudden, the volume meter on my TV started to go down. The game was doing that as part of the insanity meter thing. But I thought there was someone behind me about to murder me, not thinking, why would they be lowering the volume? I was Whoa, just like, oh, that's crazy. Murdered. I and it does a bunch of games like that. It does a bunch of stuff like that. Like it'll pretend to like delete your save file, a bunch of really cool stuff where it's like, oh, this isn't a shame hmm. to be a game. It's not trying to be you know, a Christopher Nolan movie. It's just, I'm a game and I'm happy about it. <laughs> All right. I'll stop talking. Sorry. No, it's okay. That's why we had you on. I really loved this. I, I really hope that our listeners enjoy it. Um, and if, if you're listening and you have any examples of this that you wanted to add, feel free. You can always, like we said, message us on our socials, email us. We can mention it in next week's episode, like your example and your story. If you want, if you want to reach out to Oliver. <laughs> You, yeah, well, uh, you can if you want. Oliver, before we go, do you have anything to plug? Oh, I probably should have thought about that, huh? <laughs> um, if you want, so there's only one tweet. Um, I have a Twitter account for the game that's <laughs> coming out. Uh, it is Teacup Pig Games at. Oh, I mean it's at Twitter, so you just, I guess it's, it's at. at yeah. I don't use Twitter. I don't know if that's obvious. Put the at before teacup pig games. There's only one tweet. There's not really anything there, but you can be like the cool guy that was like, I was following them before, you know, they got huge. Right. Um, well, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Right. You can come to my house if you know where I live. <laughs> not right now. It's pandemic. <laughs> oh, good point. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Oliver. Yeah, dog. Thanks for listening, people. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Yes, Oliver. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to JK Games. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JK Games Podcast. Also, subscribe to us on Twitch at JK Games Cast to watch us stream. If you have any questions, comments, or corrections, email us at JK Games Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. Until next time, this is Kayla.